Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, bono, but bono, bon, but on. Uh, turn me up. Uh, one time. Uh, uh. Bono, bon, but uh. No, I'm about to go in. I'm about to go in. Turn me up. Bono, bon, 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 bon. Uh, so yeah. Um, one time. Uh. <laughs> What up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. That introduction was a shout out, was my homage to all the people that get in the booth and really ain't got shit. <laughs> they be good. They be on on for like three minutes and don't never go in. You be like, <laughs> and then when they finally go in, you be like, did this fuck just say a huh huh huh? Hold on, did Curtis blow the step? <laughs> Did the furious one just step into the <laughs> What up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. Thank y'all so much for coming back uh, for another episode of this uh, this shit. I don't even know what to call what's going on right now. Like, <sighs> part of me want to be like, I told y'all, I, like, I feel like if you go back and listen to some of the old episodes, I predicted that this shit was going to happen. I I synced it. I was like the little girl in East Bayou. Remember when she kept seeing the train tracks and the man walking on the train tracks, but she didn't know where that dream was coming from. And then she seen the water and all that stuff. And then boom, her daddy got hit by a train. Like I, I'm journey small lead is what I'm trying to tell y'all. Okay. That's it. All right. Fine. That's what it is. Just put your hand in my hand and I'm gonna read your future. Um, and if you haven't seen East Bayou, I'm gonna need you to get your whole existence together. Um, Samuel Jackson, Journey Smollett, uh, Megan Good, Debbie, Debbie Morgan. Who else was in it? Um, what's my, the older woman, um, Claudine. Uh, oh my God. Dorothy. No. Diane Carroll. What a Dorothy. What? Diane Carroll. Remember Pineapple Teeth. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're, you're on the list. You're on my list. And if you don't know what that's from, that's strike two, okay? <laughs> and I'm not going to even tell you. You better ask your neighbor and say, neighbor, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, y'all, you know what? This episode, legit, I searched high and low. I was like, what can I talk about that has nothing to do with the bullshit that's going on? And I searched everywhere. And I'm, I only found, like, one story, <laughs> Only out of the whole news cycle, I only found like one, maybe two, maybe two stories that didn't have nothing to do with this bullshit. Um, but let me first start the episode by giving a shout out to Black Girls Rock and all the amazing women that performed and were honored and were on the stage. The women that was in the audience, uh, I had an opportunity to go. I just want to put that out there. I had the, I, I had actual tickets to go. You know how many years I've been wanting to go to Black Girls Rock? You know how many years I've been saying I'm going to be at Black Girls Rock? Finally get some tickets, and a bitch can't go. But I didn't look at that as a bad thing. I looked at that as, I'm about to give y'all a black-ass word right now. I looked at that as it wasn't my time to go. And maybe, and when I when it is my time to go, I'm not going to be in the audience. I'm going to be on the stage. Okay, you better, you better get that word. You better catch that good word right there. It, it wasn't my time, okay? And when is your time? <laughs> okay, you ain't going to be where you thought you was going to be. You're going to be well beyond where you thought you was going to be, okay? Let me get that collection played around. Okay, get it on the left side. And when is your time? <laughs> Yeah, I had to look at it like that because otherwise I was pissed. I was so pissed. But shout out every all the amazing women that was there. Um, and just giving life, just straight up giving life to the world. It was a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's white people that still say dumb shit like, why is it that only black girls rock? Why, don't, why, why can't it be all girls rock? Because, bitch. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't going to give no further explanation, but bitch, because we're done with the explanation shit. You know what I mean? It's been too many think pieces. It's been too many people up giving these eloquent speeches, using all kind of big words. They just sound gooder than me. <laughs> That's right. Gooder. G-O-O-D-E-R than me. And I'm just not going to do it. Not, not going to even do it. 
but you know, shout out to all of the women that were at Black Girls Rock and the dudes that was there showing out. Um, speaking of Black Girls Rock, you know they honored um, Maxine Waters. And, you know, I've been standing for Maxine Waters. I mean, I don't know when they got on board with Maxine Waters, but I feel like I've been on board with Maxine Waters shouting her out from the very beginning, from her very first soundbite when she was like, he's not my president, he doesn't deserve this office, and she said something else. But I I just remember that I was there for the very first one, and I was like, boom, already, like, somebody please get her a scepter and a crown because she's ready, okay? Um... But uh, Stacey Dash, first of all, I don't even know why uh, she's crawled her ass up out of the fucking, um, (laughs) out of the servants' quarters, but she felt like she needed something to say. And the thing is, is that I've just come to realize, and I don't know if y'all done peeped it, but some people are so thirsty to be recognized that they will go after anybody when they know they're going to get dragged, when they know everybody hates them. Like, there, there's no part of me that thinks Stacey Dash doesn't know that all of the black community hates her at this point. The only, the only friend she got is, like, Herman Cain, maybe Ben Carson. I don't even see, I don't even think Omarosa sees it for her. I, I feel like Omarosa will look at her and be like, bitch. <laughs> Like, both of them is on the out list, but she was still, Amarosa would still feel like she's going to get to the cookout before Stacey Dash. And you know what? She's not. She's not. Neither one of them hoes is getting in. I don't care how good that potato salad is, sis. You will be outside the cookout mad as hell because it's so many white people that's going to be in there before you. You're going to be pissed. You're going to be looking at the, you're going to be looking over the fence at the cookout like, hold on. Tim Wise, Really? Jane, what's the what's the bl- white woman that be like? Oh, she do the brown eye, blue eye test. Oh God, that old lady, she's old now, but she's been doing it since like the Leave It to Beaver days. I seen a video of her on some straight up. It was Leave It to Beaver white people, and she was doing the brown eye, blue eye test, and and had them kids fucked up. <laughs> so if you don't know, oh God, I gotta look this woman up now because that test is so real and it really speaks to the power of. Um, how powerful it is when people are discriminated against and how just the use of words and, and, and the actions of discrimination can bring people down, can lower their, their can enable them to be their best because it, they really feel like they are less than. So imagine 400 years of that. And they, Okay, I'm jumping in too fast. But anyway, let me look up this lady's um, name real quick and then I'm going to move on. Jane Elliott. So if you have not seen that, please look up Jane Elliott Blue Eye Test. She did it, like I said, back in the day. And she even has more recent ones, like where she's done them over in the United Kingdom or whatever. But to see not only the children, but adults. There are adult adult white people who could not even take one day of this. And so imagine living this your entire life from the moment you're born, from the moment you can communicate well, from your first day at school. These are some of the things that are drilled into your head. And so anyway, I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it till later. But here's the thing. So Stacey Dash decided to crawl her ass up out of the slave quarters. And uh, <laughs> she decided to open the door to Tom's cabin so she had so she could say something to about Maxine Waters. And it's like, sis, please stop. Like, it's so clear that you're looking for some attention since they straight booted your black ass off of Fox News. And you still trying it. And it's like, no, no. Why would you even, at this point, Stacey, why would you even try to have something to say. Why would you even want someone to even recognize that your dumb ass is still out here? So Maxine Waters was honored at Black Girls Rock. And she very plainly said, if you, I don't care how big you are, if you come for me, I'm going to come for you. And I'm like, yes. Come on through, auntie. Okay. Right? Right? And um, Stacey Dash decided to get climb her dumb ass on Twitter and say, this is how you spend a corrupt media buffoon sucking up her late in life 15 minutes. <clears throat> so first of all, Stacy, uh you want to talk about about buffoon a bitch. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure if you look it up in the dictionary, your dumbass picture is right there from your rolling clueless. Okay, that's number one. Number two, 15 minutes. Bitch, your 15 minutes been up. You you barely even had a resurgence of 15 minutes when you said that dumb shit about Mitt Romney and then you got on Fox News and then they politely, after they was done and had wrung your little light, your light eyes out, bitch, they straight threw you out back with the rest of the garbage. So I think the best thing to do for Stacey Dash at this moment is just kind of clarify for her what 15 minutes of fame is because I'm pretty sure she has it confused. See, the difference between your 15 minutes and Maxine Waters' actual career as a congresswoman, y'all y'all not on the same level, okay? Your 15 minutes was when you said that dumb shit and then got on to Fox News, right? When you had done absolutely nothing but take ass pictures in Maxim and all these, you know, when you butt naked in magazines with a sheet thrown over you and your hair tousled and shit like you was freshly fucked and then using that as a way to try to get roles and using that as a way to try to stay relevant in the world of acting because your ass really legit ain't had a role since Clueless. So that is what you would call 15 minutes of fame. Now, what Maxine Waters has is an actual career as a congresswoman, as an activist, as someone who speaks out, as a lawmaker, as a powerful black woman. See, you don't know shit about that. So, you know, unfortunately, nobody, clearly nobody in your life is around to help you to, number one, stay the fuck off of Twitter saying dumb shit, and number two, to even move your career forward enough so that you don't have to be on Twitter trying to troll for anyone to even pay attention to you because real talk nobody had even thought about your dumb ass since you was off fox news the only reason people was talking about you was because you were saying dumb shit on fox news and then people was like oh did you hear what this irrelevant bitch said on Fox News? And then the conversation would start. So that would that would give you like another two to three minutes of life. But right now, bitch, you are laying on the bottom of the ocean with that crab Sebastian from uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, bitch, that's where your life is. So why don't you stay down there with the, re- the with the rest of the bottom feeders? And you you live in you live that life, okay? Find a way to put your titties on the on the gram. Find a way to leak a sex tape. Find a way to attach yourself to somebody else and finally, you know, hopefully get into Breitbart. Like, the next step for you, bitch, is to get caught kissing Steve Banyan in the mouth so that you can breathe some more life into your lifeless career. But coming from Maxine Waters was absolutely the wrong move. And I'm sure you sitting up there thinking, oh, my God, I got this many mentions and I got this many comments and I got this many retweets. But, sis, look at the responses. Don't just look at the number. Read what people are saying. Nobody is sitting up at a, sitting up agreeing with you. Nobody is sitting up saying, like, the best thing you can do right now, bitch, is try to get on Ayala. Have her fix your life. Have her, have her help you come to terms with why you hate yourself as a black woman and as a black person. And then find some way to repent. You get together with Chrisette Michelle and y'all, y'all record a song. You get together with Hezekiah Walker and you do some background singing in the choir. Bitch, you get with HUD. You get with the Deltas and help build some houses. You do some community service. You volunteer with some black ass kids, bitch. You donate some money to the United Negro College Fund. You might want to take your ass back to college. You might want to do any of those things. But the last thing you might want to do from here on out, bitch. Okay. That's just my advice. That was a black ass uh, moment of advice. That was a black ass. (laughs) Because what the fuck? Anyway, speaking of Howard and dumb people, shout out to all the bisons and just bear with me. Bear with me for a minute, because I'm sure they all the HU alums was like, ah, excuse me, bitch. So I'm not talking about the actual students. I'm talking about what happened on the campus. Uh, there were two white teens that were they went to a college visit. They were on they were with a group and they were visiting a bunch of different colleges. Right. And along the you know, along their tour of colleges, they stopped at Howard University. Now, the problem is that these dumb bitches, and they're 16, they're dumb bitches. You can say that to a a 16-year-old because they know what they're doing. They decided they were going to wear a Make America Great Again hats. 
onto Howard University's campus and a historically black college, they decided to wear a, a MAGA, Make America Great Again, hat onto this campus. Now, once they did that, they were confronted by students who were basically like, uh, bitch, what the fuck? Uh, and I'm sure they probably didn't say it like that. And if they did, shout out to them. That's how I would have said it. Bitch, excuse me, what the fuck? And supposedly people like took their hat and threw their hat and they were forced, the student was forced to give the hat back. I would have pissed on that hat. I would have straight ripped the back off. Man, I'd have, I'd have bent the brim of that hat so fucking hard. But after this, after they were confronted by the students and shout out to the students who did confront them, they of course go on Twitter now and rant and write a rant saying that they, that they were harassed and um, they are frustrated that Trump supporters have to fear going to places due to their loyalty to the president. <sighs> Here's the thing about this bullshit. Because after, like, after it was all said and done, these hoes going to try to say they didn't know that Howard University was a black college. Bitch, how you didn't know Howard University was a black college? You know damn well. And if you are someone, if you're there on the tour, as a student who's touring universities, it was your responsibility to know where you were going. And then when y'all pulled up and you see all them black people walking around campus with their black backpacks and with their dashikis and with their fucking uh, whatever they had on, I'm sure something in your head should have said, hmm. This sure looks like a lot of black people. Maybe I'm going to take this whole ass hat off. But no, you decided to keep the hat on because you and your little punk ass friend thought it would be funny and thought it would be cute and thought that y'all was going to, you know, have something to go back to. When y'all go back to y'all little school, y'all was going to have some shit to say like, oh, my God. So we got to the campus. There were black guys everywhere. It was so crazy. I was nervous. I was like, Caitlin, I don't know if we should do this. And she was like, Amber, we totally should. So we totally like pulled our mega hats out of our bag. And then we like stepped off the bus like a fucking boss, right? And then, like, no one said shit to us because they knew we were a fucking boss. But I could see they were so angry. And we were like, make America great again. We just started fucking chanting it. And nobody's. That's what the they thought they was going to go back to school with that little story. But the, but the shit turned left for them. Now, this is where I'm really pissed off. Because not only did was their trip sh cut short. But the other students had to suffer because these dumb bitches now. And I don't know who was over this trip. I don't know who was responsible for this, but it's reported. And by some of the students who tweeted about it as well, were like, we told them hoes to take that hat off. They ain't say them hoes, but this is me. And I feel like that was the feeling. That was the intent. We told these dumb hoes to take the hat off. They didn't want to. Right. And I absolutely believe that shit. So now because. They were confronted or whatever. The administrators and the people who were running this trip go get everybody back on the bus. Now they got to leave. Talking, And then they're going to go to these white bitches talking about, do y'all feel uncomfortable? Who gives a fuck if they feel uncomfortable? They went there wearing a hat intentionally to make other people feel uncomfortable. So no, bitch, you don't get, we don't have to cut this uh, trip short because there are students who actually know how to act, who want to see the university. So if y'all feeling some type of way, take your little punk ass and go sit on a bus, bitch, and y'all can tweet about that shit on a hot ass bus. How about that? We'll crack the window for you hoes. Y'all can eat y'all little cheese sandwich right here on this bus. But what we're not going to do is try to, stop this whole thing to accommodate y'all bitches because y'all was the ones that wanted to fuck shit up and y'all was the ones that thought it would be funny to do some dumb shit like this and they taking pictures and I don't know who took the picture but shout out to the people who posted the picture with their face because I'm done with this whole we we need to cover up these hoes face don't cover their face up bitch if you if you feel like you bad enough to do this shit then we're gonna put your motherfucking face on blast we're gonna let everybody know that this is what you think and this is how you act Yes, don't you can't you don't get to cover up. You don't get to oh always say oh my god that wasn't me and I don't want this not who I am. Obviously it the fuck is bitch. <sighs> anyway, so you know it just continues to feed that mindset and continues to feed into these people who want to jump out the closet and act like shit is cool. And I'm not saying we need to start punching them in the face, but I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, what are you wearing this shirt and shit for in the first place? Unless you unless you are looking for a reaction. So let's give these hoes what they want. You obviously you want a reaction. I, we're gonna give it to you. Okay. 
you know, anyway, so hopefully the students who had to, you know, who didn't get an opportunity to see Howard actually get a chance to go back and see the school. If I was them, I would, I would straight complain to the administrator. I would, I would straight up complain because like, I don't know where they were coming from, but a bus ride is still a bus ride. Ain't nobody got time for that. I was on this bus ride to go see Howard University. And the fact that now I got to have my shit cut short, either I want my money back or we the fuck going again. And y'all can leave these racist hoes at home. And I don't want to hear shit about maybe they're not racist. Yes, the fuck they are. They own a racist spectrum. I'll tell you that shit right there. They are on the damn spectrum. Anyway. Um, let me go back. Cause Hey guys, I really didn't even want to talk about that shit that fast. It just kind of jumped right into it. So let me take a step back and report some good news guys. Um, so it's, it's being reported that Mac cosmetics is going to release a line of, um, product in honor of Aaliyah. The singer, dancer, right? Okay, wait, I did the wrong. That's where I was. Hey, more than a woman, more than a lover, more than a. Hey, I'm gonna be more. My bad. Ah, I thought the vocals was gonna come across way better than that, but uh, you know, listen, the ancestors had other plans. Yeah, that's how the the baby sound. Remember, right? Okay, <clears throat> my bad. But y'all know, y'all felt the intention, y'all felt the energy, right? I've been watching you like a hunk in a side. No, I don't know the words, but I remember the dance steps. I did it every day before I had class, okay? I mean, <laughs> high school class. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I was smooth in college when that came out. Don't j- it is what it is, okay? Um, but I think that's dope because it's like um Aaliyah was amazing. She was a she was awesome. She was an amazing performer. And I hate when people be like, well, if Aaliyah wouldn't have died, it wouldn't have been no, yes, it would, guys. Like, we don't have to do that. It wouldn't have been no Sierra if Aaliyah didn't die. Yes, there absolutely would have been a Sierra, right? That's just how the universe works, right? If it's meant for you, it you get it, okay? Um but shout out to the Aaliyah fans because they actually put a petition out two years ago to urge Mac to create an Aaliyah line. And on Thursday, Mac announced it via Twitter, it looks like. Yep, via Twitter. And I'm not sure, you know, it's not coming out until next summer. But um, I'm going to go grab a lipstick or something. I feel like I can see the Aaliyah line being like a lot of golds. Um, cause that was just kind of her thing or yeah, she always used to have the shades and the swoop on. So she had the swoop popping with the shades. So I'm thinking it could also be kind of like grungy a little bit. Like, I think it just depends on where, where they want to, you know, what Aaliyah they want to capture because the, uh, uh, the first Aaliyah, the initial Aaliyah, the, um, at your best right aj number the number that's a different Aaliyah than the more than a woman more than a lover even the one in a million kind of was different uh, right the the one in a million is kind of a progression of maturity right and then the more than a woman she just came across way more grown right she was giving you kind of she was giving you a little more sexual a little more grown woman and then, so I'm not sure where that's going to fall. I feel like um, the one in a million was also a little futuristic. It was, it kind of fell in line with the Missy Elliott, right, S- silver uh, metallicness. I don't know. So, and then I'm looking at the, even the graphic for the announcement, it's got that silver metallic-y kind of look. So, I don't know. I think it, I'm really interested to see what it's going to look like. 
but I'm definitely going to grab something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to grab something. Maybe a lipstick, maybe a little eyeshadow palette, whatever they got. I'm going to get something. I'm definitely a Leah fan. Um, but, you know, sometimes, well, I'm going to leave it alone because I don't need nobody in my inbox telling me about nothing. Um, I'm Okay, here's the thing. Okay, I, I'm going to say it, right? Boom. Aaliyah vocally, now granted, I ain't got no vocals. I know who I am. I, you know, even on the karaoke, people be like, yeah, we're going to need to go ahead and end that song. <laughs> she is hitting none of these notes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, vocally, ah, right? But dance, performance-wise, she was going to give you all the dance steps. What? She was going to give you... Dun, dun, dun. Right. Okay, I don't know why I'm, I keep doing um the same. But, boom. But, hey, shout out. Look, I feel like at the end of the day, when you make your voice heard, you can make things happen. So, so shout out to all of her fans that made it happen. And, um, and now that y'all made it happen, make sure you take your ass over to Mac and don't let that stuff sit on the shelf. Don't let that metallic lip gloss, you know, it's probably going to be iridescent or some crazy shit. You make sure you go over there and get you a bottle. Don't be raising all that hell, and then don't nobody go over there and buy it. That's all I'm saying. And can we please get Aaliyah albums on Spotify? I mean, what do we have to do? That's what the fans really should have been uh, up in arms about. When can we get Aaliyah music on Spotify? Damn. I'm tired of listening to it on YouTube, okay? Yeah, I've got rid of all my CDs. I'm not getting another CD. I'm not, okay? And I, you ain't going to catch me in the streets with a big-ass CD player because that ain't cute either. So can we please, okay? I, who do I need to call? Can we get that hashtag Aaliyah on Spotify? How do we do that? Um, staying in the vein of talking about shit that ain't really talking about shit. <laughs> uh, this is hurricane season in a lot of areas. It's just about to get started. It's actually a hurricane just out outside of Texas that's supposed to make landfall. And it's supposed to be kind of a lot, right? So I was just kind of looking up um, things that you should have to survive a storm. And thanks to Popular Science, I found a great article. Uh, one of the things, and I think everybody should have it regardless of a storm or whatever, is a first aid kit. Now, I've lived by myself for over 15 years at this point. And guys, shit, longer than that. Yeah, over 15 years. And I have not at any point had a first aid kit. Uh, now, I've had Band-Aids. I've had gauze. I've had peroxide. I've, I have uh, al uh, alcohol. But I don't actually have a full first aid kit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I don't think I've ever even had bacitration in my house. Bacitration. Yeah, bacitration. Bacitration. Let me look that up. I got to look that up because I feel like that's a word. But then there's a part of me that says, um, oh, yeah, it, yeah, bacitration, bacitracin, bacitracin. It's a mixture of related silic, sicilic um, peptides. I, look, I don't know what it is. I just know you put it on wounds and shit. And, but I've never had it in my house. But I think that's also a part of the first aid situation. And you need, like, sponges for bleeding. Like, a gauze is one thing. A sponge is something else, like, that really can stop the bleeding. And then there's an extended first first aid kit by REI, and it's got a multiple splint for bone breaks. Now, I don't really know what you're doing in your house and what's going on outside your house that you can't actually go to the hospital if you break a bone. But in the event, you are trapped in the zombie apocalypse and based on the way these races is coming up out the ground it's really kind of looking like the walking dead to me that's just me um you might you know I, I don't know maybe we at the point where we about to be uh having to do our own molds and uh splints at the crib <laughs> so and it also has a sling in it. That's the extended first aid kit by REI. So that's something to look into. They're saying, you know, 
something else that you need to survive a storm is playing cards. I agree with that. You need something to kind of take your mind off of what's going on, give you something to do while you're waiting. A rechargeable battery will be good so you can at least play some music or have something like that. Um, If it's along the line of games, I would say do not have Monopoly, Life, and or (laughs) Uno because that's how a fight starts. That You don't want to be trapped in the basement with all your family and then start playing Monopoly because then it's just going to be an all-out fist fight and then, you know, it's going to fall into the street and then while the tornado is out there, you fighting with your actual cousins over the Monopoly game. So don't do that. Don't have Monopoly in there. Life is cool, but life, you know, you'll die of boredom waiting to get through the whole game. That's the thing. Um, and with the playing cards, you know, keep it simple. Go fish. I declare war. Don't start playing spades and you trapped in a basement with your family during a tornado. Cause if somebody renege, next thing you know, you done lost an aunt. It's been, it's been a straight choking incident in that damn basement in the fallout shelter or wherever y'all at. So just keep the game, car games real simple, you know, and don't, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about Uno because you hit somebody with a, with a skip you, reverse, draw two, and then a draw four, and you say Uno, oh, God. Mm-mm. You know, and everybody ain't clear on the rules when it come to Uno, right? It's like, okay, is it? If you draw two, do you skip a turn? Do you go after that? You know what I mean? If it's on the reverse and, like, do it come automatically come back to you? How many reverses can you? Black people, we we get the rules. We, We see the rules right there in the box when we buy it. But we always like to decide what the house rules is going to be it's one the rules of the game is one thing but then black people we always have our house rules like yeah i i hear what they saying the rules are but this is how we do it over here right so you got to be very clear about what the house rules is are it's just like in space is it joker joker deuce is it joker joker ace is it joker joker deuce deuce right is it no deuces like you got to be very very clear and what happens when you renege do you got to find the exact book or is it just if you renege like if you don't find a book it's just rules we got to be careful with that and the the, what i'm basically trying to avoid is a all-out choking incident in the basement while the storm is overhead you're in the basement to get away from the storm you're not trying to create a storm in the basement while it's a storm going on outside that's just a little bit of advice um you want to stay warm so get an emergency blanket now um they have this emergency blanket that uses shiny silver aluminum to uh give give your body heat back so as you're wrapped in it it like you're your body, your body heat is not only radiating off of it, but the the blanket is putting it back on you. So that's dope. And it's orange. So if you're someplace and you need to be spotted by a helicopter or anything like that, the orange is a great way for them to spot you. Kind of like one of those construction worker vests or whatever. Um, a weather alert radio. Now, I know a lot of us have this, you know, we're so into technology now. Everything is powered by actual electricity. But when you're in a storm, you got to take it back to the old school. Like, you got to take it back to the wind-up. You got to take it back to batteries. You got to take it back so that you can make sure that you, you're not trying to plug into the wall and all the electricity is out. Because now you don't know what the hell is going on. You don't know where to go. You don't have no access to outside information. So it's like... Those crazy people, those um, survivalists or whatever, those are those are the things that they have. They make sure that they have either battery powered or manually powered, like where you can wind it and crank it to give it some kind of power. But you got to be able, you got to have access to the outside world. And you can't do that if your bat, your phone battery run out and then you stuck somewhere. So. And I don't know, I feel like there needs to be some kind of way to charge a cell phone, like whether you can plug it into something manual and you crank that, and then that creates power. But, you know, most of us is operating off of a cell phone, and once that go, once that dies out, we all looking for a plug, not realizing that um, that's not going to help. Um, of course, you need light. Same thing, you need a battery, but you need a something that, you know, can go a distance, like... 
the cell phone lights be the bomb. They're bright as shit, but sometimes they're not necessarily going distance. So you need to give yourself, because I feel like you don't get how dark darkness is <laughs> until you've been in pitch black. Like, if, you, if you've never been camping, if you've never been to the woods or anything like that, you're in darkness, but there's still some source of light coming from somewhere, right? There's like a street light somewhere, but when you've been like in the woods and it's legit dark, that shit will creep you out because you you can't see anywhere you can barely see in front of you like your eyes adjust to darkness a little bit but not enough where you know you're not gonna turn into no damn mountain lion or no cat where you can see into the distance and just see i don't know how cats see in in darkness but a lot of animals those nocturnal animals they can see everything but, you know, for the human eye that's not trained to see in darkness, like we in cavemen, so most of us haven't actually been in straight up darkness ever or only a couple of times. So our eyes aren't really adjusted to that kind of shit. So, you know, you need a light that can give you some distance so you know where you're walking and you can kind of see around you to make sure ain't nothing jumping out, trying to land on your neck and suck your blood, right? I'm not talking about a zombie or no shit like that. I'm talking about like an actual animal and shit. But hey, zombies too. You need a whistle. So that way if you trap somewhere, Lord forbid, if it's where you're under rubble or you, there are people looking for you or that kind of thing, keep a whistle on you. Now, I don't know who has a whistle that they just keep around, but hey, this is on the survival list. Um, this one I think everybody needs. It's a, um, it's like, pinchers a knife a screwdriver a file another kind of serrated knife another knife and another like a can opener and it's got like a razor on there so this shit got everything i don't think there's a not only is it a phillips head screwdriver it's a flathead screwdriver it's the pinchers like if you need like um pliers plier tip a nice little knife on there just in case you got to cut somebody you know how it goes down you don't know how long you're gonna be uh locked away or how long the storm gonna be over you and you start running out of food yeah somebody might have to catch it in the neck i'm just saying survival of the fittest it's real now this one it got a little bit too much for me they have these like um meals in a pack like dried out meals now i don't know where you are that you can't get to anything and maybe this is something where you just have one box of it but these are this shit look like space meals it look like the shit where you break it up shake it shake it a little bit and then some way or another it turns into actual food but inside it's like straight ramen noodles and powder but when you shake it and flip it around a little bit some somehow in that motion it creates an actual meal. I don't know. But you don't need a heater. You ain't, you ain't got to heat it up. But I feel like if you hungry enough, you'll eat anything. Shit don't have to be cooked. Shit don't have to be, like, none of that. You hungry enough, you will eat some dry-ass ramen noodles. You can believe that shit. Um, so these are some of the things that you can use if you're in a storm and things that I think everybody should use. And, you know, may, not all of it. And, of course, water, 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 water. I don't know how I, that's not on the list, but water. Make sure you stack, stock it up on water. And I'm not saying that whole Y2K stock up because that, that shit was ridiculous and people was buying water for no reason. But I'm talking about just a nice little supply of water, enough for like three days. And you use that sparingly. Like you ain't about to be sitting up there guzzling water. You just take a little sip, wet your whistle a little bit, make sure you know, you ain't in there with the cotton mouth and shit, but you basically trying to conserve that water. Now, if you are in a family, you might need to get a little bit more, but because ain't nobody trying to drink their pee. And at a certain point, if you ain't, if you without water, you're going to start drinking your pee. Like, that's just kind of how life works. Mad people have done it. They survive. Some people, you know, some people do it as a health thing, like, all the time. So it's not even like, it's not even like it's so outrageous or that, like, some people actually do it. So, and if you look at a lot of your medication, you'll see that it's animal urine in your medication. So, if you've ever had some antibiotics, <laughs> I'm just saying, you done drunk some R. Kelly. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. All right. 
So staying in the vein of talking about absolutely nothing. I mean, it's good information, but, you know, it's just not what's really going on. Uh, found a great article about the best time to book travel for the winter holidays. Now, um, if you are living in a state where it gets cold in the winter and the snow and the sleet and the ice and the mo ice and the heat going out and you're snowed in bullshit, then you are definitely looking for times when you need to go sit in some sun, sit by the beach. Even if you just going to your cousin house that stay in Compton or you going to your cousin and them that stay down in Texas, at least you not in that cold. Now, uh, the best time to actually book travel, which I think most people are always confused about, like I read somewhere that the best days to book travel is on a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, and the best days to travel are not necessarily the weekend, but just off the weekend. Like if you book your flight going out on a Thursday or you come back on a Monday, that makes your flight that much cheaper because everybody's trying to come back on a Sunday. And most times people need to come back for work. So it's almost a necessity. But if you are able to book outside of those dates, then you can save quite a bit of money. And, um, you know, every year around New Year's, they – the airlines do that um, where you can get the super cheap flight and you can basically go anywhere in the world. I don't think they did it last year, but most times if you're watching right around the new year, you can get a flight. A friend of mine got a $200, $200 round trip flight to Dubai. So it's just this crazy deal that happens right around between between Christmas and New Year. So if you're online or if you know about it, then you know what I'm talking about. If not, you got to like kind of do the Google search and just – be aware and try to keep your alerts on for those super, super cheap flights. And they, I mean, you can go anywhere, right? Um, but, of course, you have those days where you travel, like Thanksgiving is a big travel day. Christmas is a big travel day because people are trying to get back to family or trying to get to new family for dinner and that kind of thing to celebrate. So, uh, if you're looking to go out for the holidays, anytime during the holidays, it says... Um, you should start booking uh, before November 11th. So uh, after November 11th, everything goes up. So if you've ever thought that, you know, got that last minute call, like, oh, we're going to um, great aunt house for dinner, and then you try to book that flight for Thanksgiving around, like, November the third or not even the third november the 14th 15th and you're like um why the fuck is this flight so that's why that's why the flight is so high because they know everybody is looking to travel which i feel like the flight should go down if everybody is traveling but you know these these airlines ain't shit so they trying to get all the money they possibly can so you know you just got to deal with that so um anytime that you if you know in advance that you're going to be traveling during the fall or around holiday season, um, November 11th is your cutoff point. Get it before November 11th. Now, if you're leaving out of south southwestern states, which is like Arizona, New Mexico, um, Nevada, all that kind of thing, Oklahoma, um, this is based on kayak kayak um airfare starts to decrease after august 16th so between august 16th and november 11th that's when you want that's your window right there right um and if you're flying from the southeast um you should wait until after july 31st to book that holiday travel yeah it's crazy because this makes so much so much sense when i think about and look back on some of the flights i've taken i'm like yo this this it really falls in line. It's so crazy because once it's almost like the matrix. Once you once you get it, once you can see through it, that's when you can save yourself so much money. Okay, and if you're flying from the west, then you should wait until after September fourth, which I feel like is cutting it extra close. But you know, wait till after September fourth. So between September fourth. November 11th that's your window that's a short ass window to try to pull it all together but I guess if you already got everything kind of scheduled and you know what your dates are or whatever then you could just wait but keep that in mind and um October 10th the best prices to 
October 10th, you get the best prices to travel to Europe. So if you got people outside of the U.S. that you want to go see after October 10th, that's when you want to go, right? And you want to book your travel between November 18th and January 3rd. So that's basically all your holidays. That's Thanksgiving, that's um, that's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Um, but I don't know. Do people travel travel for Halloween? Is that a thing? Like, is is Halloween like a travel day? Is that a is that a time where people go and turn up with family? I don't know. Something to think about. I don't know. Uh God, I wish there was something else I could talk about. Side note to all the black people who decided that they were gonna cry. I don't know if you saw this video. I posted on the Black Ass Podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. But it's a video compilation of these black people crying because of the president's response or non-response to white supremacists marching and gathering and basically terrorizing in Charlottesville, Virginia. And so I'm speaking specifically of Van Jones and whatever this other black dude is on um, on Fox News because I don't I avoid Fox News at all costs. But I just want to say to these black people who, and all of the black people, any black people who actually thought that Donald Trump was going to, number one, say anything intelligent, number two, actually speak out against these animals, please get the fuck out of here, okay? Please do all of us a favor and shut your stupid ass up. Van Jones, I don't know what happened to you, bro. I don't know if you traumatized by Prince Death. Part of me feels like maybe this is you trying to be like the Fox News, like you're trying to give us Glenn Beck, but on the um, Democratic side, I don't know. But for you to be on TV in an actual interview, weeping like a bitch, talking about you don't know what to say and you so hurt because Trump didn't uh, didn't denounce this racism, we're talking about the same man that set up on national TV and going to say, I don't know what white supremacy is. Bitch, what? I don't know who David Duke is. Bitch, everybody know who David Duke is. And how the fuck you going to run for president? How the fuck are you going to be a candidate for president and you you actually don't know who this person is? That should have already took you off the table. But for somebody like me and for the people who see through all that bullshit, that's all right there. That's a dog whistle for me. I'll be sitting up there like, oh, Okay, this motherfucker don't know who that is. Okay, that tells me that they these motherfuckers have conversations all the time. That's like me in my house, and I'm and I'm talking about I don't know who the drug dealer is. Uh, bitch, everybody know who who the drug dealer is. If I'm saying I don't know who the neighborhood drug dealer is, and everybody know everybody know who the drug dealer is, then that means I'm cool with the drug dealer. The drug dealer probably break me off every now and then. I'm not saying I know who the drug dealer is because I don't be snitching like that. You know what I'm saying? I I hold it all the way down. <laughs> But I'm just saying, when people try to denounce or try to act confused about what and who people are, that means that they probably know exactly who they are. Okay, that's like me saying I don't know who OJ is. Bitch, everybody know who OJ is. Sit your stupid ass down. So Van Jones and another dude named Caldwell, what's this bitch name? (sighs) This man is Gianno Caldwell. And I don't watch Fox News, but this brother is on here with a, with a old, with a, poorly put together high top fade he got that kind of hair where it looked like his little sister cut his hair because his mama can't afford a barber and it's just now it's starting to grow out and he on here crying with a tissue first of all sir if you sit over at fox news i'm sure you've heard way worse than the president than donald trump not denouncing or not speaking out against the racism at charlottesville that i already know okay but for you to be on here crying with this with the, with this bullshit ass haircut, that's what you really need to be crying about. You need to be crying about whoever decided to do this to your hairline. This man hairline looked like it looked like the last parking spot. It looked like a handicapped parking spot. That's what it looked like. Like you ever you ever go to a store and a, like out of nowhere they just decide to carve out a handicapped parking space. It ain't, it's not in line with the rest of the cars. It's actually going perpendicular to all the rest of the parking spaces, but it actually makes it that much more accessible to the store. So they just like, fuck it. We just going to put this shit right here in front of parallel, you know, parallel to the side of the building as opposed, like just this random ass place, this random ass parking spot. 
That's what the fuck is going on in the front of his head. But he crying about Trump. No, sir, cry about that hairline. You are disrespecting all of the ancestors with this hairline. I'm telling you, it was it was slaves back in the day who didn't even get haircuts who hairline didn't look this bad. I'm talking about this is before clippers. This is when they was cutting their hair with sharpened stones and shit like that. And their hairline didn't look that bad. But you all here crying about Trump. Sit your black ass down. I can't. I just don't understand what, like, is everybody losing their mind? Or is it just a certain certain part of the community that's losing their mind? Or is it just across the board? Or is it just black people? And even the ones who get it, like, am I partly losing my mind? Because I feel like I am. It's so much shit going on. I feel like I'm partly losing my mind. But, of course, the people who are doing this dumb shit, crying about Trump and this kind of shit, they just, you know, they're so deep in the machine that they're getting it first. It's an overload for them. So, you know, I'm outside of the machine. So I get it, and I'm losing my mind, but slower, right? It's like the closer you are to the power plant, the more you feel a baby arm growing. <laughs> Anyway, so staying in the vein of crazy ass black people that I just don't understand what the fuck is wrong with them. Yeah. Uh, ben Carson was recently um, referred to as the shame of Detroit. This was in the Michigan Chronicle. It's a historically black newspaper in Detroit, which is Ben Carson's hometown. They referred to him as the shame of Detroit. Yep, I get that. And it said that he was in competition for the House Negro of the Year Award. House Nigga of the Year, I will go ahead and remix that and say how I'm sure they, they intended it. But because they're classy, they said House Negro of the Year Award. Um, now, I don't see what where the lie is, guys. Uh, that's just me. Ben Carson was already been on that list, if you ask me. Not in competition. He absolutely is the winner, possibly tied, but definitely no competition. Um, all the way back when he, you know, he's one of those black people, oh, that, you know, there was no racism before Obama. Bitch. I, anyway, so I'm not, I'm not going to even give him no more life than that. But. In his defense, another crazy-ass black person that I don't understand what the fuck is going on with these black people in the world decided to drag his ass out of Uncle Tom's backyard and uh, defend him, and that is Herman Cain. Now, if you remember Herman Cain, Herman Cain was also one of those black people who talked about how, you know, Obama was the one that ushered in, all, and Obama is a race baiter, and Obama, and Obama, and Obama, right? Um, you know, Herman Cain, the pizza man. Anyway, wanted to come to his defense, and he wrote a post entitled House Negroes Stand Up. First of all, I'm glad that you recognize and realize that you absolutely are a house nigga. Because um, then that way we don't have to have a conversation about it. I don't have to pinpoint all the ways that you are a house nigga because you already know. You right there shining boots, spit shining boots, and laying next to the bed talking about massa. What what can I do for you? And, you know, I don't really like to use that word, but since he introduced it, uh, your honor, the door was open, so let me walk through. <laughs> but it's so funny to me because these dudes really feel like they are being vilified, not realizing that they actually brought it upon themselves. This, these are the black people who have that mindset that I did it all by myself and you could do it too. And then don't want, you know, they want to act like they're better and above everybody else because they found that they were ushered in, but they don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge the ways that they were ushered in. They don't want to acknowledge how they were helped. They don't want to acknowledge what programs they went through to help them. They want to sit above everybody else and act like they had this magical power that no other black person has. And that's the reason why they made it to where they made it to when I'm I'm sure if you go through and detail everything that happened, they were handed these opportunities that they want to turn around and deny other people from getting. That shit kills me. So he went on to, he went further to say that um, 
he is also a house negro just like Kane because that's one of the names you get called by other black people when you are a success at something and you don't buy into black groupthink or act and say what black people want you to say and that's not the reason so let me get Ben Carson very clear on the reason Ben Carson and Herman Cain clear on the reason why they are called house nigga okay it ain't got nothing to do with their success first of all black people loved ben carson i spoke about how much i loved and and respected ben carson and how i read his books and why i was mad i read his books and why i was so pissed that my mom made me like really read his history and see the things that he overcame and see how he was a success and how hard he worked and all this shit just to see just to then uh learn what a piece of shit he was so nobody is mad that you're successful that's just like nobody is mad that oprah is successful but nobody is giving oprah the house nigga award because oprah is using her success to further black people to to use her her platform to lift up other black people onto that platform and build and open the door for other black people, right? So that's why nobody is calling Oprah. So how is it that nobody's calling Oprah a house nigga, but y'all getting the house nigga award? You should look at because it's what you say and it's it's the it's the stance that you take against other black people. Like the fact that you stood your ass on that stage along with all them white people and talked about how bad Obama was for America and how he was the ba- and he was the worst thing and the worst president da 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 da. Out of all we you saying that you had the nerve to say Obama was the worst president ever out of all the presidents that actually passed laws to keep black people enslaved. But Obama is the word. Like, how the fuck do you fix your face to say that? So, yes, sir, that is why you get the house nigga award. It ain't got shit to do with your little successful ass pizza delivery program and your little dollar ninety nine frozen pieces or whatever the fuck you were selling. It ain't got nothing to do with that. Nobody is looking at that and thinking, oh, Herman Cain out here balling with all these pizzas. So we don't fuck with him. No, that's not the reason why. The reason is because you 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 decided to side with actual racist you decided to side against black people and join the agenda of white people to move white people forward not move black people forward that's how the fuck you get a house nigga award so anybody it don't matter who they are if you are a black person that is using your platform using your voice using your opportunity to stand up and then demonize black people and hold them down and pass policies that will further keep them back and hold them back like i can absolutely see ben carson being in a room full of people that are voting to keep lead pipes in fucking homes i can see ben carson being somebody to vote against any kind of ruling to take lead paint out of out of public housing i can absolutely see ben carson being behind moving all black people out of projects and moving the projects all the way out of the city so they have no access to jobs and all this other shit i can see him being in in favor of running an expressway through a black neighborhood thereby tearing it apart pulling down business pulling down how i absolutely i there's no part of me that believes that ben carson would raise his little slow ass hand and start speaking in that slow ass voice um i think that that would be problematic for the community i don't see ben carson doing none of that and i damn sure didn't see herman cain doing none of that either he stood his ass on that stage just like ben carson did and and spoke and regurgitated all that bullshit from the alt-right all that bullshit from the tea party all that bullshit that they was talking about never once acknowledging or bringing to light any of the discrimination and systematic racism that continues to happen to black people in this country so fuck both of y'all and you can go swing by and grab Stacey Dash from the unemployment line and all y'all can head back into Uncle Tom's cabin. Fuck y'all. All right. Uh, you know what? It happened, guys. I was, I, my intention was not to talk about Charlottesville as much as I needed to. And, uh, you know, that is exactly what I did. Because I feel like there's nothing I can add to this story that hasn't already been, been said. It's all bullshit. The fact that the police and the 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 government and they're anyway i'm not gonna do it 
I'm 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 legit not gonna do it. I said I'm not. I said it in my spirit, and I'm just gonna say it out loud. I'm not gonna do it. We see what's going on. Nobody is surprised. The lack of the lack of response from the police, the lack of tear gas, and the lack of rubber bullets, and the lack of arrest shows you whose side this country is really on. Mystery solved for anybody that was still confused. <laughs> All right, that does it for me. Thank y'all for tuning in to this black-ass episode. Please make sure you follow me on the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Black Ass Podcast. And you can follow me uh, on all social media. You can log on to hrcomedy.com. Now, if you want to help me bring you the episodes, you can log on to patreon.com slash blackasspodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash blackasspodcast. And whatever is in your spirit, you go ahead and put that down. Amen. It takes a village, and the village is real. Um, And don't forget to leave a review, man. Thank you all so much for the people who have left a review. So um, anybody, if you haven't already, please log on, and uh, you can leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening, and just let me know what you think of the podcast. All right, y'all. Thanks so much. I'm out. Peace.